Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Good day, football fans, and welcome to the, the final podcast of the week. Not a ton happening in the world of football right now. Obviously getting set for the international break. Just five Premier League games over the weekend. Uh, there's two on Friday we won't get to. Um, I have just got an email from Canada Soccer for a John Herman availability later today, um, which I presume means the squad's being announced anytime now. Um, hasn't come down just yet. But I thought we could talk a little bit about squad announcements. Craig, Jimmy, you both obviously played many times for Canada, how that actually worked. Um, Josh Cloak was speaking to Alistair Johnston earlier this week in a great article on The Athletic. And uh, one part I found interesting, he's talking about the preparation under this current Canadian team with John Herbin and what to expect, you know, ahead of the World Cup, because Johnson's really optimistic about their, their, their hopes in, in the group phase. He says, trust me, I've already seen some of the documents they've sent over. I mean, I had a 64-page document of just in-depth stats and heat maps and different passing routes just for one game. So these players are given the information. As former players, I want to ask you guys, 
if you were given that kind of detail before and if no. you were would you actually have read it <laughs> <laughs> the average player i think alistair would I, i'm pretty sure he would he kind of strikes me that kind of guy but yeah. the average player craig would they read a 64 page manifesto well i think they will i think they will yeah and i would too i'd be so interested to see what uh herman and his staff have come up with and no we never got detailed uh things like that at all we'd lucky enough to know who we're playing against <laughs> <laughs> back in the old days snail mail you get something in the post would you yeah just about well they had phones back then but <laughs> <laughs> you're in the plane over you're like, who are we playing anyway i'm not entirely sure yeah yeah, it was interesting you know, though how it actually happened because it was normally yeah they'd call you yeah you're you're in the squad or whatever I mean yeah and then um, it was like send you flights uh, details like that the club would get uh, information about your every move when you're away for instance like when we, we did go to that Mexico game years ago away from home we we decided we would try something different and with the altitude and to ease our way into the altitude by, by golfing. So they sent this whole freaking layout to the club Ipswich of all these rounds of golf. We're going to have my coach is like, it was just a fucking holiday camp. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm phoning the CSA going, you guys nuts. Are you guys fucking nuts. I'm getting absolutely killed here. It's hard enough for me to get away. Yeah. Would you have to show your coach like what the plans were? Was that part of the obligation? Well, the CSA would. Oh, they'd send the club the the plans for each player. Everything that you're doing, yeah. Really? Yeah. Just to just to kind of be respectful. I mean, the, the club would have no say. I mean, presumably. Well, for yeah, friendly, yes, for yes, friendly. and no. But I mean, I go back so far that it was before the FIFA rule. So, 1990 World Cup qualifying, for instance, uh, Mexico was suspended for playing overage players. So, we qualified for 86. We're like, oh, this is this is great news for us. Um, and we go into it, and I was called up, obviously. And John Duncan was the manager of Ipswich at the time, and I was pretty young, obviously, and wasn't in the team an awful long time but I was holding down the number one spot. And he's like, I can stop you from going, but I don't want to do that to you. But I will say that if you do go, when you come back, uh, I can't remember the goalkeeper uh, at the time, but whoever it is, it's going to go in. And if they do well, you're not, you won't have that position when you get back. Yeah. That's the way I operate. So if you want, I'll tell them that I won't let you go. Um, and take the pressure off you. So I was under an awful lot of pressure. So I Jesus. took that option. I told them that you tell them that you wouldn't let me go. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was that tough? Yeah, Did you feel guilty about that? End up losing in uh, pre-qualifying to Guatemala, home and away. Lost on away goals. What the frick? Didn't even get to like, it was just, it was almost handed to us. So we managed to fuck it up. Did you regret that choice in the end? Uh, no, 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 I, go, to go, to who's got I mean, a party going Canada, on. Canada was great. And I wanted to who's got a party. Way. Wait, sorry, Craig, who's got a party going on? Is it you? I, I think Jimmy? it's me. Jay? I think it's me. No, this, I, I, when I, when I mute, I'm trying to mute that, but when I mute it, it mutes my microphone as well. All right. And sorry. So sorry. It doesn't work. Sorry, Craig. 
I just said, someone's phone's going off. I can hear everything. Oh. Are you fucking? Yeah, it's all these, all these notifications, <laughs> all these like slacks and freaking texts and stuff. And, you know, anyway. So sorry, it's sorry. you, Charms? It's me. Yeah. No, it's me. Jimmy. You know I'm what? so proud of yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what the best part, though? It's happening. And I kind of miss Dunlop's face because he gets so angry with that kind of stuff. I can see, like, you fucking amateurs. And, and today <laughs> yeah. he's not here. So right. it's, no, so I'm just kind of sitting here with a little cheeky grin. Yeah. Knowing that you're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking, Craig. I'm going to try and figure out this notification thing. Oh, Guatemala. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Do I regret it? I mean, I regret the fact that we didn't get through Guatemala because I think we were, we were looking pretty good. Um, whether that would have been different if I was playing or not, I'm not sure. Well, here's Craig. You've had some disappointments. What was your most disappointing, other than freaking out on your coach, Jimmy? What was your biggest team disappointment that when you were playing for Can Can Men's team? Nineteen ninety four, last game against Mexico. Only the that's winner. you. What's yeah. Jimmy's? I remember that yours. Yeah, Jimmy never yeah. talks about his as much. He's blacked it out. My biggest disappointments. Yeah. Um. One, obviously, never getting to the World Cup. I think two was when we got invited to the Copa America when we won the Gold Cup. Oh, we yeah. Went, we went to the Confederations Cup. That was the one in Japan, right? Yeah, we went yeah. played in the Confederations Cup. Then we got invited to the Copa America, which we were buzzing. Our Argentina was in our group, and we thought, this is, this is amazing. Because if you looked at it, we would have been at three of the, the world's – well, three top tournaments – with the Confederation Cup, Copa America, CONCACAF. And then the only thing we would have been missing was the World Cup. And if we made it to the World Cup, we would have played in all the top top international tournaments. Mm. Yeah, that was disappointing, wasn't it? I remember we were we were set to go. We were we were downtown. I think we were at the uh in Toronto, Weston Harbor Castle or something like that. And I remember getting the notice that the government had pulled us out because there was a drug war down in Colombia at the time. That's right. So we got pulled out, and then Honduras went, hey, we'll go. It's safer We're, there than it is here. Yeah. <laughs> and We're used they, to this shit. They finished third, and they couldn't lace us. They couldn't lace our boots back. And we pumped them every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, third. oh, my God. That was us. We would have had a great run. But Argentina pulled out as well because it was in – I think we are supposed to go to Medellin. Yeah. I think that's where we were based. And yeah. all hell was breaking loose. Oh, yeah. And we were like, come on, we'll go, we'll go. Let us so go. You, you would have gone. As players, you would like tail with it. We'll, we'll risk it. We'll go. Um, to go play in the Copa America? Yeah. It, yeah. For the most part. I mean, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, yeah, when they threatened that they might kill some soccer players, it was like, yeah, I'm not sure I was too keen on that. But, but probably not Canadians, though. Probably not. <laughs> no. Probably before, not. This is but we might be, uh, what do they call it? Uh, just... Uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time. This was before Narcos had come out, of course. So, you know, we're, none of us were experts on cartels and drug trafficking at that point. Now we are. And now you might have been more reticent to go there. But at the time, you know, oh, cartels, whatever. Can't be that big a deal. It's Confed yeah, exactly. Cup after all. Come on. That is, yeah. I get it though. That sucks, man. Because you put so much into playing for your country and playing for Canada back in your, your eras had such little reward overall. And you had this freaking, it was right there to play in a confederations mm. cup and to be pulled out at a hotel because of a freaking drug war it's like no, it's this, america. Copa america america sorry yeah, so yeah. america yeah question it's, it's, though it's typical the 
you have yeah if you guys could have gone and they said hey we're going to keep everyone safe but we're not going to let fans in the stadium like they did the Tokyo Olympics like i can't imagine the olympian athletes going there and not really having people cheering for them yeah. would you if they would have said hey we have to be safe bomb threats at the stadium you're literally going to play an empty stadium this is a broadcast tournament even better would you, you would have gone yeah, yeah. Well, even well because we don't get any support anyway away from home, right? Oh, right. Ever? I mean, it was we didn't get support at home, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Hey, if you if you're gonna close the stadiums down, up perfect, mm. because it, it's only gonna hurt us. It's not gonna help us. Not only there's gonna be ten thousand Canadians show up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Sharps and a rash. Sharps and a rash. For Sportsnet, Sharps and a rash. For <laughs> no, but still, I mean, with, with, you know, going to South America, though, even without Canadian fans, I mean, just part, I'm sure part of the allure would have been playing in those environments, too. I mean, even though they would have been against oh, you. For sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you'd both say that as hard and as volatile and as hostile as they were, they're incredible experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And we had beaten Colombia in the final of the Gold Cup, just so we they, they were nothing to worry about for us at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. And we Should tied we, we tied Brazil. Yeah. Uh, in the, yeah. the Federation Cup. You were, we were a tough ready. team to break down, weren't you? Back in those yeah. days, really tough. We were, we were yeah. In the Japan game, the first game, we we ended up getting we got beat two, three or something, but. We were all over them. Like in the first half, we should have been two or three up. Yeah, the game were like we ended up losing. It was just like that was frustrating because it was just like we played so well, and it's just like everybody at home, middle of the night in Canada, they're going to see that we just got pumped or whatever. And it's like that's not how the game went. And yeah, it was just. I think I think that forty-five minutes in the Confederation Cup against Japan was probably some of the best football we've ever played. Mm -hmm. We it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That first half was really something. That momentum yeah. that we had was ridiculous. Yeah. Do you remember the team? Pesci, Pesci should have scored one. I think Zao's. Yeah, oh, Pesci God. had a few good oh, chances. Man. Yeah. Do you remember the starting eleven that day? Oh God, no, not exactly. <laughs> Between the two of your brains? No, I think it was Pesci. <laughs> so four, four single. I think it was I was playing left. Was I playing left wing? I think left wing. Well, you don't even know what you were playing, so good luck with this eleven. I think Jason Jason Bent Jason Bent was in the middle. I think Zows was up top. Or was it Cushy? Jesus Christ. Watson. Nah, I don't know. In fairness, Wonga, think about was it two thousand and two? Was that when it was? Two thousand and two? Yeah, yeah, man. Can you remember much about two thousand and two, Wonga? I can't. Yeah, remember that song Butterfly? That was, that was huge. <laughs> was that, was that one? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Backstreet no Boys. Remember my, can you remember your co-workers back in 2002? Yes, We criticized these guys. Are they co- can you? Yeah. yeah. yeah your yeah. close ones? Oh, everyone? Yeah. I was, I'm pretty – my memory is pretty good that way. Is it? Well, got, you, get less, yeah. you have less CTE. You weren't an athlete. Well, yes, you were an athlete. You played football. Yeah. I don't know if I got hit – even though I hit all the time, I don't know if I got hit in the head as much as these two. Probably not. Probably not, no. Okay, here's, the, here's the starting 11 for that game. Oh, okay. let's hear it. Someone research. went on the interweb. Uh, it was me, Jimmy, Carl Fletcher, Kevin McKenna, Jason DeVos, Mark Watson, Paul Stalteri, Jason Bent, 
Daniel Imhoff, David David Zalza, and Pesci. Wow, I forgot about David Zalza. Carlo Corzine came on for Zalza in the 79th minute. Hmm. That's when that was we a fun group, eh? Yeah, wasn't it? Was that a fun group, Jimmy? Yeah, it was a great group. Great group of guys. Yeah. Zalza was a good player. I really like Zalza. It was tidy. Yeah. He started at, at sporting and then ended up going to Scotland and then all his technical abilities went out the window. <laughs> Got sucked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that crap here. <laughs> Lump it. Was that that? So that's still Holger, right? When did Holger leave? When did he get canned? Oh. 2004? Let's find out this. It's interesting. Yeah. Have a look at, do you remember when it happened uh, and what was leading up to it? Was it was it obvious he was on the way out? Uh, not overly. There was a there was a couple uh, there was a couple of players on the team that were not in favor of Holger anymore, and they were trying to get him out. Uh, to be honest, two thousand three, yeah. two thousand three, he, he left. I liked him. So yeah, he said funny, he was, he, he, was how, he got you right. He got you. It's funny how it works when you when you got a manager who wins a gold cup, then gets you to a confederation cup, gets you invited to the Copa America. Then the next Gold Cup, you finished third. We lost some penalties to the States, so we should have went back to the final. And then uh, and then a few guys want to want to get him out. Silly. It's amazing. He might as well be coaching for Chelsea. Yeah. When you say they wanted him out, like, did you know who they were and what was – did they just go behind him and yeah, yes. Really yes. that's what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Would you, did you go stand up for him? I mean, was it that kind of, did the room get split in that situation? I always liked him. I was young too. I, I think was, the room was really split though, too much, but. Did no. you know what was going on though? That's the thing. Like some of this stuff, this, this cloak and dagger approach to business, because it is a business. You don't even know what's going on because people aren't transparent with it, right? They can't tell everybody. So there's three or four players, your teammates going around, saying, hey, talking to the association or whoever and saying, mm-hmm. these, th- this is why we can't win with this guy. And by the time the decision's made, it's already too late for you guys to, even if you wanted to, stand up for him. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, was, it just really wasn't down to our decision, and, and, and it wasn't supposed to be, really. Right. And was it Dale that came in then, or was it Frank? It was Dale, wasn't it? Dale was, one, Dale was the one that uh, Jimmy freaked out on and apologized to. I remember yeah, that story. Yeah. Yeah, was it Dale story. Jimmy after uh, after Holger? Do you remember? Uh, I think I think it was. And then I would think it was Yallop, and then I think it was uh, Hardy. No. <laughs> no. I think he's gone. I think I think it went Frank, then Hardy, then Dale. I was retired, so that was the end of that. No, nope. you were already done. I think it was Frank, Dale, then Hardy. Frank, Dale, then Hardy. I think so, yeah. So I don't even remember this Hardy guy. That's I think I gave Stephen up. Hart. We've, we've interviewed Stephen Hart. Oh, Steve Hart. Okay, you call him Hardy. <laughs> He's been on the show. No, no, no. Now I know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, good right, accent on Stephen Hart. 
fantastic Trinidadian, isn't he? Trinidad, yeah, Trinidad mm-hmm. accent, yeah. brilliant accent. Yeah. Um, hey, so Jimmy, so if you got a sixty-four page game plan, you know, well before the games, would you have read it in depth? Was that the type? Of, you're, you're a coach; you probably enjoy that kind of stuff. But was it something you would accept gladly? Um, I mean, obviously, look, it depends when you get sent to. It's just you remember you, you're you're focused you're focusing on your domestic league, right? Your your bread and butter, so to speak. You know, playing for for the club that you're with, so you you you're focusing on all those games. And I think the closer you start getting to that World Cup, that's when you really start reading more into it and and, and really get involved. Uh, and now I, I imagine that they give it they give you that that booklet now. It's just to you know an easy reading. Just guys, just keep having a look at it. And then obviously, as we start getting closer, then start really kind of pinpointing and look for certain details that are going to help you in a, in the match to really understand the players. It's clever. You know, it's, it's very, very good. I would imagine that they would have basically footage of every single player yeah. that plays for Morocco from the goalkeeper that played uh, in the uh, champions league. Um, born Canadian in boy, right? Yeah. Yeah, going on. yeah, that's right. And, uh, I would say on him is he's a decent goalkeeper, good, decent shot stopper, not the greatest on crosses, right? So he's susceptible on uh, on high balls into the box. So that would be one thing on him. So that would be sort of the thing that they would be thinking about uh, and dissecting, uh, which I think is really, really clever. Can I make – there are the bunch craziest background noises. It's like a sound effect. Yeah, they won't mind now. I'll turn mine off now. So there's like one a of you guys. I hear oh, Craig's, uh, Craig's smoking. That was me. That some guy jackhammering across the street. Oh, okay, that was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. a sound effects toolbox. That's what that is. Imagine the uh, the heat map in the 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 pre match prep booklet for for Belgium. I'm sure there's a lot around the center of midfield. Yeah, maybe you might not want to show them that one. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, this guy's burn a, pretty. Burn a hole used the paper. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't print it don't print this yeah. guys <laughs> yeah we gotta watch this guy and then you gotta watch this guy and oh boy this one over here he's yeah. really good and if we put three on de bruyne then oh shit there's a lot of space yeah. over here yeah we're banking on a hammy for him i'll tell yeah. you what though if there is a way to handle them john herbin's thought about it you know that much right that's one thing yeah. about this team entering this tournament is preparation won't be a concern these guys will be ready for it tactically right mm-hmm. they might not be good enough it might just come down to the fact that they're not good enough to, to get points against uh, you know belgium or a croatia quite possible maybe they will but uh i don't think there'll be any question oh man we didn't really prepare well enough for uh, for belgium or, or croatia they'll know everything about those teams that's why i would read every bit of documentation they sent me because i wouldn't want to be caught out by the coach and potentially missing a spot because he's asked you a question on something that you should know because he sent you documentation on it. Well, yeah. how stupid would that be? You'd be stupid not to look at it. And Craig, did it. you, did you read the rundown this morning? Uh, <laughs> I actually did. I, I, I did. <laughs> the, the three, basically the two paragraph rundown. No, did, 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 did not know what you're talking no, about. That's not yeah. sure. I, I send, I send these guys uh, detailed prep maps on, on like, Monday for the Wednesday shows and Wednesday after the podcast, the Friday shows with, with detailed heat maps of the areas we might go and might not go. And often you're, you're, you're ready for it. 
Yeah. Off the well, north. the difference is I don't think I'm going to get dropped from this. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck with me. Yeah. You're, you're the Bruyne. Well, Char- Charms yeah. and I have been talking. Uh, we want to yeah. talk to you at, at at the end of the show. We thought we, we thought maybe we'll do it on the show as part of the podcast, the firing. That's right. You know, well, the firing meeting. get fired. Fuck you guys. Actually, you That'd can't get fired. Amazing. You're one of the founding members. You can't get fired. No, it think. sucks. We're stuck with you. Why are you guys all looking at me now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, I think you you're power. pretty good. Too expensive. Power move. He's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I going with this now? Um, oh, yes. So, Jimmy, I mean, as someone that's played very, very low-level sport but loved playing his sports, right? And, and you get your, your training and you get your tactics from your coach. And then you're once talking the whistle, about you, yeah, me playing low level sports because no, that's what I'm saying. But once, was... once the whistle blew, all that was out the window with me because I, emotion would take over and I'd just, just fucking run around like a madman, right? You obviously guys understood your tactics, but was there times when you got on the field and you know you're up for it so much, the emotions just coursing through your veins that all the prep and all the, the build up and all the tactical, you know, guile that you've been, you know, fed all week throws out the window, or is it? training 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 is always there no it's it's a funny one i mean a lot, a lot of the times you know when you're playing certain teams you you know their tendencies and the way that they're going to play and you train that whole week you know to match their styles find their weaknesses and there's certain patterns that you'll look for in the game that you you want to break them down i played some games where we've trained all week this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it this is how they're playing and then all of a sudden the team sheet comes out they got about six different players on <laughs> and then their formations changed. <laughs> so you're lining up, and as the game's going on, you're looking, going, this isn't what we trained them, like all week. They're supposed to be playing a 4-4-2, and they're in a, like a, a, a 4-3-3 now. And then you just see the managers, like the managers <laughs> with his staff looking at each other. Fucking, then they start screaming out in the pitch, change it, change our formation. We're doing this. And so a lot of it, you know, in, in game, tactically, you're changing. But for the majority of the time, you know, your preparation, everything that you're going to do, the tendencies are all the same for the opposition that you're going to play. Mm-hmm. You know, once once in a while, you'll see, you know, a total lineup change in formation for mm-hmm. the opposition that you're playing. But then that's you as a coach, too. You've got to adjust and the players got to adjust as well, you know, just in case something does happen like that. Because so many times the game doesn't go as planned. It doesn't. And I mean, yeah. a good example of that is when, you know, when you talk, uh, they were talking to Harry Kane about Spurs, you know, and they, they seem to be in the first half of the season doing a lot of sort of sitting back and, you know, looking for counterattacks. And was that what they were looking for? And no, he said, no, that's not what we were trying to do. So you can, there's a team top level going out there with a different tactical uh, plan than what actually ends up happening. They get pinned back where you're not expecting to get pinned back. And you got to sort of change that on the fly as a coach. And that's not always easy. You almost have to sometimes wait for halftime to do that, you know, to, to make those things happen. When you make decisions, once the players go out there, you're really at the, the mercy of your own players. And, yeah. and your future is in the mercy of those players and how they play. You know, I, I always remember, you know, if when we, when, when I was playing and you're playing against, the top teams in the top half of the table, the football was always better. Tactically, it was it was so different. Both sides trying to break each other down. But when you're playing teams that were in a relegation battle, it was a gong show because they're just doing whatever they can to survive. Long balls in the box and yeah. everything's win your second balls and fight Scrap, for everything. And yeah. It just became... 
an absolute scrap and they were horrible, horrible games when you're playing the teams that are trying to survive. But when you're playing the, the top teams and everybody's trying to push to get in playoffs or promotion or win a championship, then those games are always better football-wise. Yeah. Almost, very, easier, very, very almost easier to play in, in, yeah. in a way. Yeah, it is. Because you, you, know you, know you know their patterns. You know what they're going to do. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, if the right winger is going inside, okay, I know the left back's coming and bring this guy over. And yeah. so you, you start realizing and, and watching what they're doing because you get it. And even if even if strikers or people in attacking for a goalkeeper, you know, you know that they're on an angle. The the right thing is to shoot across you. You're going to make a save. It's going to go back into play. Give them a chance to score. Well, they're going to execute that. Chances are they're going to execute that. So you know that. Yeah. And lesser players, lower divisions, you know where they're trying to put it, but it doesn't mean they're going to put it there. And they could <laughs> scuff it near post. And next thing you know, you get beaten near post and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, they didn't try that, you know? Yeah. And you're, and they're, they're off celebrating and you're looking at them trying to chase them going, you didn't fucking mean that. You did not mean that. You stopped that. You stopped that. You celebrated that. You didn't mean that. Goals a goal though, right? Goals a goal. I, Sharms, I got a good tangent because I know we wanted to get to this. Um, But the Canadian men's are the only team who going to the World Cup, who won't have a new kit. And I was just thinking about when I played football at university, football's a very, a lot of superstition, how you wrap your, you know, how you wrap your wrists, how you get your ankles taped. There's all this kind of, hey, how you approach it. Does it, did it, and everyone on, you know, the guys, there's not one person with their hair out of place when they're coming on playing in the Prem now. It is, these guys are done up. They all get their hair done. <laughs> Does it matter when your kits were so horrible? Big baggy Amy Walsh talking about using the men's kits. Did it make a difference about how you looked? Or was everyone on that same level and had better, like, were there better kits than your kits at the time? Or no, that's, everyone that's a wearing- really good point, Wonger. I mean, yeah, uh, when we were walking out with this company called Score, <laughs> you know, with the worst polyester Oh my God! Did Everyone they... wearing band aids on the areolas because they've been chafing right oh, off. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was, it was hot, <laughs> and it was, they were hot, and they didn't breathe, and it was yeah. And when they got wet, remember how heavy they were? <laughs> you had to tie your shorts up so tight because otherwise, if it was raining, they were waterlogged. They'd be falling down. And yeah, I think this association, I think, got five thousand dollars for that deal. It was like ridiculous. <laughs> and stuff was you wouldn't. I felt bad giving it to my dad. Yeah, school around anymore at Norwich. Norwich, where I had uh, that bright, bright yellow kit, and it had green up the side. Uh, it looked like it almost looked like a piece of corn. I always thought Norwich kits were pretty good, though. I have to say, no, nah, they are. They were, they were cool kits, but I remember the green. I was Not like, if you're an Ipswich like fan. Piece of corn. So, <laughs> did it make a difference though about how you thought you were going to play and your confidence if you went out there and there's these, you know, you're playing against Colombia and their kits are, you know, a poor country as far as n- not soccer tradition, but just, you know, overall economic. And you guys are running out in polyester. Yeah. Um, you know, without, without your names in the back. Without your names on the back. Well, they were, but we actually, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you what. At one time, they were so, so short of gear that they had Velcro. So my, they put four on my back on Velcro. <laughs> so, hey, if Dolly has to play, 
There you go, Dolan. That's brutal. Really? Yes, really. That might be the best Canada story I've ever heard. And there's been some good ones. Oh, Velcro God. on the back. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. could you, I mean, seriously, you guys can answer this. If you're showing up at the World Cup and you're in that score gear and it just looks like crap and you feel like crap and you're up against these sides, yes, it does make a difference. And I think that was part of it, too, when they made the decision to go with whoever they did. We know it was Nike, but it was, it was part of that was to, to look the part, to be, you know. But the thing is, I mean, yeah, but, can't, can't, you know, the, the other thing is, too, it's not like we lined up against Mexico and I walked over to one of their players and be like, hey, that's a really nice kit. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of material is that? No, but there is that something <laughs> really about, beautiful. you know, you're playing, you're already an underdog because Canada's always been an underdog. And you can wear that with a great chip on your, but if you're walking out and you already know you're racing for the ball and your pants are falling down <laughs> and your Velcro's falling off, like there yeah. is something to be said about are we best prepared yeah. for yeah, this? We, it's about remember, preparation. Greg, you, you remember this too. We were playing a national team game and it was it was a little bit cold. And we had to go out with training tops on, like, you know, the, the, the training jackets, right, to cover the jersey. So we're in this all red kit with white, a little bit of black. We've got blue jackets. Blue plain jackets is just with a little Adidas logo on. <laughs> so we're like, what the fuck are these? Oh, they, they, we, we couldn't get red ones and we couldn't get black ones. The only ones we could get were these blue ones. <laughs> yeah. Were they like one that's going out, Blazer? No logo, nothing. <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada, baby blue. Actually, you know what? Wonger might have appreciated some score gear. Yeah. Sure. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield was in a movie. I don't remember what it was called. And he asked that he, he, it was sponsored. It was a soccer movie. Ladybugs. That's right. Ladybugs. That's the one. And he's and got the score. score kit. And that's the only thing I've ever seen score other than on us. We should find it at the around still. Maybe they can sponsor us. <laughs> we'll take score gear for sure. Um, one, th- one thing about Canada, though, I mean, they're fortunate and they are they are great kits they have now. I like the Canada kits. That black one's incredible, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is you qualify for a first World Cup since 86. You should have new kits for the World Cup. You just should. Now, now they say they're on a different kit development schedule with Nike, which essentially means they, they could have made the call but didn't back think they qualify the for the World Cup. Yeah, back back of the line is exactly right. They're looking yeah. after the countries that actually sell fucking jerseys. Like, I mean, sell jerseys by the millions. They're not looking like, like, you know, I mean, we couldn't sell enough here in this country. They, you know, people complain about it, but we're way down the pecking order. I reckon, though, during the World Cup, there'd be enough buzz around Canada beyond just the soccer mainstream um, that they would sell a lot of kits. If, if, and, and they might well sell a lot of kits if they're available. Certainly mm-hmm. a new kit, but there'd be a lot of people who don't watch Canada play football until until november and they'll sorry, jump in that is, bandwagon this that, is an ignorant right. sorry that, jimmy this is an ignorant question is the kit and i sh- is the kit just the jersey or is it also the shorts you shorts just too. buy the jersey it's just the jersey yeah yeah but the, yeah when no, they, a, a new kit is a new kit though. the whole look yeah oh, okay yeah. but the the black jersey i love i love yeah. i mean look every time when you see canada play sports look our, our colors are red black and white right when it comes to sports and whenever, whatever sport it is, whether it's the Olympics or it's hockey, soccer, basketball, when we got that black jersey on with a bit of white and red on, it looks sharp, man. Mm-hmm. It looks great. They should be wearing the black more often for, for soccer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we get 
to uh, to Ferdy Pixie. I want to quickly mention the nicest man in sports, Roger Federer, retiring. Uh, so in the last month, Serena's retired, Fed's retired now, and it just got me thinking about global icons, right? And is he, is he the most globally respected athlete of all time? I don't think anyone dislikes Roger Federer. Other people can be polarizing, great, iconic goats. But this mm. guy, he just, he just seems the most likable person. You could meet him for, for a beer, have a couple of pints. It'd be great. Probably doesn't mm. drink, mind you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I'm going to miss him a lot just for that because I like watching him play because what a great player he was, but also what a, seemed to be what a great human being he was or is. Mm-hmm. He's still a great human being. Yeah, he's class, absolute class. Yeah, he's it's, an end, too- it's an end of yeah. an era. But I, I think if you'd seen the uh, U.S. Open final with those two up and coming young uh, young guys, that standard I think scares the living bejesus out of Federer at forty one or whatever he is. So you know what I mean? Like it, it's he's like, oh, it's time, it's time. You know, that's a level now that. Uh, but it's also injuries, right? Like your body just doesn't pull back from i mean you just were talking about your back and the last time we golfed your body doesn't rebound like it used to and when i remember getting hurt at 18 pulling a you know pulling a hamstring it literally you're you're back on the field in two weeks you Mm. pull a hamstring at our age now ask charms you know the whole pie business breaks down it's been three months (laughs) (laughs) of course because did you go to therapy did you do anything you're supposed to what do you think of course, not. you ate pies, drank stout. No, actually, I'm back out again, exercising, working out again now, and it That's feels okay. Lie. But now, now again, it grabs. I am actually, I'm doing pretty good right now. I had to. Yeah. I'm 48. I look like a bag of shit. Dude, there was Something a there was, when you were you were doing a hit on the parlay. You were doing <laughs> a hit on the parlay. <laughs> you were doing a hit on the parlay, and you wore gray. And I was like, his face and his shirt are matching. <laughs> I'm like, this guy is this guy's one my big power, pack away my from my power wasn't what it should be. Who's <laughs> being racist now, aren't you? Come on, yeah. Now. Well, I can do that. <laughs> no one, and I'm not, no one looks more unhealthy than an unhealthy white person. Right, bags, you know the gray pallor. Yeah, right. Like Wonga, yeah. even when you got like the, the vid, you still yeah. probably look pretty good, look pretty yeah. healthy. I powered through the vid. I it didn't yeah. like it, but uh, you know, <laughs> going back to Federer, Federer was like Craig was class. I found him really boring as a as a brand, and I know everyone's like, oh, not everyone's, but at the time for me, I needed uh, like I always liked the Agassi. I always liked uh, the Nadal, just because they boy. had a little. You, do you like bad boys? <laughs> yes, I'm a bad. I just like fire, and that's the thing. It was so so easy for that dude to win a championship. Like there was, it, it was effortless, and yeah. that I'm like, it made me feel bad about myself. It's an effort to put the dishes in the dishwasher. It's you know, it's an effort to get up and close the door. Yeah, like this guy, everything is flowing and he's easy very uh, very oh. Switzerland, isn't he? Oh, fuck right. Yeah. He's Switzerland. He yeah. is. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, we were joking. Uh, someone put up, um, did, oh, B put up for our social. Did you ever have more confidence in that goalie who caught the ball with one hand on a, that? That is so fucking easy, by the way. Yeah. I could do that now. Like, what the hey, fuck? Honestly. Pretty prime video. But it, but it looked good. It looked it. good. And Jimmy said, I always feel that way. And I went, Sadly, I do too. Like, I, I think I could go and, you know, race uh, Usain Bolt and still do all right. You could anyway. race him. 
we could all race him. <laughs> Craig's right, though. That, that's a, that was so easy. Ball was on the way down. There wasn't much left on it. No. It's a little chesty. He should have tested it. I could do that both hands. Worst, right hand, left hand. But when you see, and you guys have played against guys where you go, God, it's so easy for them. It's, it's the elegance, right? Yeah. I think Federer, the elegance, and there's certain athletes out there, the way they, they move around the pitch, the field, the rink, mm. whatever it is, there's a, you know, a lot, most guys, there's a time when they're, they're fighting it, and you can see they're fighting it, they're busting it, but Federer never looked like he broke a sweat. That's right. Just his, his lateral movement. around the court. Yeah, his lateral movement was just, it was just, Art just who was that? slick. You know? Who was that football wise for you guys? There was a guy, you know, mm-hmm. you just you saw the way he was out and then say a midfielder or whatever it is. Like Zidane to me always glided around the field. Yeah, yeah, that would be a very good example. Yeah. Henri. Henri. That's a great yeah. one too. Yeah. Henri, when, feet, right? when, he, when he started running, you would you would just go, wow. Yeah. Effortless. Yeah. So effort he glided. And the pace and power that he had was ridiculous. And he's huge, monster. Big, big yeah, it's so usually the big guys, right, that stand out when they are graceful because most big guys yeah. are more lumbering. Like that Arsenal team, I don't think people realize how big those guys were. Well, Vieira, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, Vieira was the were, same way, right? Yeah, yeah. you had Vieira, you Keon. had uh, Ray Parler, you Adam. had Henri, you had Adams, Keon, Seaman. Yeah. They, they were huge monsters. And motivating. They did motivate themselves. I mean, Wenger wasn't an overly great motivator, you know. But that team had characters that motivated themselves and pushed. Is that why? That's a great point. Is that why that team was so great? Because, like I said, Wenger wasn't that guy like a Fergie to motivate, but he had guys that the great Arsenal teams he had had those characters. Oh, the minute fuck. those characters left, they yeah. weren't as successful. Exactly. They were never, never, everybody talked about it for years, replacing that grit, you know. Wenger, though, was a graceful manager, wasn't he? On the sidelines, he looked graceful. Yeah. He glided up and down the sidelines. He just couldn't. He just couldn't do up his jackets. That was his problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Remember that? You couldn't yeah. get that fucking jacket up. Like it was a big. It was a thing. It yeah. was a big problem. Big problem. Yeah. Um, let's get to some uh, footy picks, shall we, boys? Before we wrap yeah. today. Sure. I'll put the song in right here. Are you ready? Yes, sir. It's forty picks. It's forty picks. It's forty picks on forty prime. There you go, Sherms. All right, not as many games this weekend in the Prem, obviously, due to the Queen's funeral. Cut on Friday. Um, games can be seen at Bonds on FuboTV.com. Queen died. Prime. Yeah, I know. I know. It surprised me that. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a thing, apparently. Um, all right. So, what are you thinking, boys? You got any bets? I'll start. Um, Northstar bets.ca is your place to make your wages, by the way. And I've got some interesting ones here. Let me look up here. All right. So, there's no value in, in City right now, obviously, or even Harland. Harland has scored like minus 175. It's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> you just That's expect nuts. him to score. Um, but. Diego Costa might make his debut in Wolves and City. The beast back to the Prem. He's not going to start the game, right? But you can get him at plus 360, and he's the kind of guy that seems to me to be up for the big occasion, right, and make a bit of an impact. So I, I like seeing Costa score in a loss to City at plus 360. That's that's mine from North Star. What do you guys have? Craig? Um. I like Holland at 197 to score. 
Jeez. Minus one yeah. minus. Not yeah. He just pulled that out of his bum. Seems to be 50-50, and I think he's better. I think he, he's he's got a you know it's more. Yeah, I like the bet. Yeah. All right, put a lot of money on it. Make a bit back. Mm-hmm. Because he's gonna score. He, he's gonna score. Let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> you might not see him all game, but he's gonna pop up and score. All right, Jimmy. Who do I think is gonna score? No. Yeah, just any any just any bet. Win, any any loss, bet you like. you like. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh... Your forest is playing today. In, yes, they are. Both five hours. This. Yeah, you, you, you can still sit in there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Forrest for a win, and then I'm also, also, I think Wolves for a draw. Mm. Against City? Really? Yeah. So that, wow. Not Wolves. So Holland and Costa both scoring 1-1? One, one? I'm thinking Costa scoring, yeah. Yeah. You know, Wolves, yeah, you know, Wolves play a good some team. decent football. Now, I'll be honest, Man City could get, just pummel them, but I'm willing. <laughs> well, they could do that to anybody, yeah. But, but I'm, this really, year, I'm though, willing to take, take that bet as a draw, a little tenor or something. Don't you think Haaland's form is kind of overshadowing the fact that, yes, City are winning games, but they're, they're, they're conceding some goals early in games too and had to come back, both in the yeah. Champions League and in, in the Prem this season. So they haven't been on top form just yet as they kind of... I guess reinvent themselves to play around Haaland. I mean, they're winning games. They are who they are. They're going to be, you know, there yeah. to the very end, obviously. But they haven't been all out, lights out. Well, look, Costa's, Costa's there now. If he's, if you'll start, I think there's going to be a little buzz. He's got a point to prove. And what, what is it if Wolves win? Plus 850? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's going to be yeah. It's worth having a little cheeky one on this. Why not? Yeah. A little buzz like around Wolverhampton. Yeah, it might not be a bad one, you know, because they played that day. They've actually played some decent football goals and should have been up against a few teams and haven't been able to put the ball in. That that has been their problem. So maybe, maybe that's a good bet. Mm -hmm. Why not? What do you have? Well, it's funny. The game of the week would have been the Chelsea-Liverpool match, right? So So now the game of the week for me is the best game, the most or at least the game I think would be the most fun to watch would be Brentford Arsenal. And Brentford's is mm-hmm. plus 330 for a win, and they're at home. So I, if I was going to do cheeky, I'd do that. If I'd want to have a little, be a little more, that Tottenham Leicester City, Tottenham's just going to punch them, I think. So, and they're at home. I think that'll be, I, I'd put, uh, I'm going to say an over on that. It's going to be a 3-1 game. So Yeah, go. that's interesting. You know, you can get Kane to score in a Spurs win. Yeah. And it's what's the value? It's pretty good value. Like there. Leicester is uh, broken right now. Well, plus 123. One plus 123. Yeah, they are broken, absolutely. Oh, they're so broken. Yeah, sad, actually. <clears throat> to see where they're at. Everton to beat West Ham is plus 190. Hammers coming off uh, Thursday night football, and Everton haven't won yet. But they're actually playing decent and very, very tough to score against. Mm-hmm. Something's happening at Everton, I think, this year. Yeah. So that's interesting as well. There's value here to be had this weekend in, in a limited schedule, boys. There's also, you know, we were talking about uh, Canada's men's team. One of, one of our friends uh, who are on this show, I think, is going to be calling the game for the, that Uruguay game, no? Who? Yes. Yes, I Jimmy, am. Jimmy Brennan is? Yeah. yeah. That's going to be the color. Nice. That's yeah. amazing. Come on, the Canadians! <laughs> are you going to be? Uh, are you going to be like um, objective and not 
one-eyed or biased at all? Or no, I'm going to let be, that red bleed through. I'm going to be totally biased. boy. I don't mind that. I like home commentary being biased personally. I know some people obsess them. I like it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's that's the attitude to have going into that game. Well. I don't give a shit. I think we're going to – and the other thing is I think we're going to get – because one soccer has that deal with Fubo, I think we're going to get to watch that game on Fubo TV and Jimmy will be calling it. I'll give you a shout-out, boys. There yeah, you drop, go. Drop that's what I want to hear. Prime, footy Prime Brothers. Fubo <laughs> would love it. Yeah. As I was saying on the podcast, Footy Prime the podcast earlier this week. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I see you get it in there. I'm yeah, you got to get it in. I'm going to yeah. get it in. I'm going to set yeah. it up. Yeah. Or, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Craig Forrest, who I used to play with, but more importantly as my co-host on Footy Prime the podcast, said this earlier this week about Lars Hirschfeld, who's not playing, hasn't played for many years, but whatever it is. Why, did <laughs> Lars Hirschfeld, why the hell did Lars Hirschfeld get in my head there? That's weird. You're thinking of keepers? Canadian keepers? Where is Lars now? He's, he's not still playing, is he? Edmonton. He's a goalkeeping coach. Oh, is mm. he really? Oh, yeah. cool. Good for him. Nice. And a yep. boy. Nice All right. Guy. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's wrap it up, shall we? We're back sure. on Friday. Friday. Jesus. Sunday. Christ. Sunday. Thank you. <laughs> if he, if he's here right now, he's shaking his head in that. Yeah. Uh, you know. Like, yeah. You fucking idiot. Maybe yeah, I hope yeah, we never said that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's getting out. He's probably yep. listening in somewhere already. Yeah. For sure, he is. He's on vacation. Wait, is he is he out? Is he going somewhere on vacation? Do you know? Didn't uh, I just knew that his in-laws were in town, so I they was were in leaving. Town, yeah. So and have they left? Days. Yeah. So I think I was thinking that it was the whole. That's no holiday. Well, I think that's no, they're very nice. More. I met them last week, actually. They're very <laughs> I'm nice. Sure, they're really nice. <laughs> yeah, but would you take a week off for it? Well, I wouldn't for my in-laws. I tell you, this is funny. Ben tells us, you know, guys, I'm I'm switching off entirely, completely, and like, no, you're not. There's no way B can switch off. There's no, no chance. Way. He's listening to every podcast. He'll listen to this and then he's going to send some texts to us. We got to edit that. And <laughs> chop that out, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, B, if you are listening, turn it off now and get back to your in laws. Okay. Have a great time, pal. We're back on Sunday. Hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Cheers for listening and keep buying newspapers. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Craig, and Donna, Jimmy.